This is IQMZ Tech, episode 22, recorded Wednesday, the 23rd of September, 2019. Hello and welcome to IQMZ Tech, the show where we talk about some of the biggest tech news stories with people who are passionate about all things electronic. Yo, what up? It's your boy on Digit Stone, a.k.a. Flip Floppo Doctor. <laughs> I'm, I'm Anthony, in the building. I'm Anthony Lemos, a.k.a. Ethan Kane, a.k.a. Amos, a.k.a. whatever Owen's going to call me today. Man, before we do it today, I'm just going to say, you know, I'm a big guy, you know, I'm burly and it's cold outside, but I'm still wearing my flip flops because I went out and got the new iPhone. I said many a time on this show that I wasn't going to do it and I didn't care. Wow. Let me say this. As trash as iPhones are, this, (laughs) this is the best iPhone I've had in years. I went from a 7 Plus to a 10X Max or 10S Max Mm -hmm. to this. Mm -hmm. This is the best phone I've had in six years. The battery on this lasts two days. The... Now, are you, is it the best iPhone you've had or the best phone at all? This is the best. This is the best <laughs> iPhone I've had. <laughs> I really love the Note phones. I really love Note phones. I really love split screen. I, I'm in love with them. Yeah. And if I didn't have to track my child like a dog, I would be <laughs> off on Apple so quick. But this phone, the camera, as ugly as it is. Oh, okay. I, I mean, they did something. They finally did something. But the battery? I mean, I'm up here watching Scooby-Doo porn, Facebook videos for like three days straight. The battery is embarrassingly awesome. Nice. And they finally got quick charge too. Oh my God. Just the battery. Just like it lasts just over my max from last year. It doubles that battery uh, uh, capability. It's amazing. Nice. Amazing. And the Ugh. chime is nice and loud as everybody can hear. Sorry, my watch is right next to the mic. I'm a horrible person. I'm not doing a show. Read the first story. Let's go. Amazon recently rolled out a change to its delivery and returns processes. Depending on your area, you may now receive and return your Amazon purchases at a local UPS store or Kohl's location near you. The change saves Amazon from paying to ship each returned item individually and may eliminate much of the need for delivery subcontractors, fixing some of the issues we've covered previously. So this article was written by uh, one of the digital loves of my life, one of the greatest women I've ever known, Shelly Kramer. This woman is a grammar queen and uh, not even hyperbole. She saved my life. I'll tell you a story about this real quick. I went to a conference. I had a rental car. She didn't. My room wasn't ready. She let me hang out and sleep on the floor. But I I drove her back to her uh, hotel room. I was falling asleep at the wheel in between lights and she didn't yell she didn't scream she just said are you okay i said yeah i'm gonna just catch this quick nap just tap me when the light turns green and we made it alive and we survived together she is a great person and an awesome individual and she wrote this article is very in-depth and detailed from an outsider's point of view i have insider knowledge uh for those who don't know my family business ups stores so i could talk about this and i'm going to talk about it so first things first it's great uh, I bash Amazon all the time. This this option allows them to consolidate your items. So instead of sending back one T-shirt or a pencil that you didn't like and them spending the money and, and the shipping uh, equity to send it off, 
they put everything in a box, about a 20 cube box, and then once it's filled, they ship that off. Or at the end of the week, they ship that off. So instead of shipping 40 things separately, you're shipping 40 things in a box. This is great for the consumer. Normally, when it gets scanned, you get your refund within two to three hours. Everything's great. The problem with this is sometimes things get lost and you don't get your credit back. And then people get mad because I dropped my stuff off and the stuff didn't get sent out for a week. So there's always complications and issues with things like this. Mm -hmm. And this is another way of Amazon crushing small businesses. So UPS stores are franchises, which means they're individually owned or under the UPS umbrella. And normally when we send back a package, we get a dollar twenty-five per return package. Amazon does this system. They run it for six months. They put it in a couple of Kohl's and uh, like a couple other little stores. Then they come back and say, oh, this program's work is so great and the volume's so great. Now we're only going to give you 60 cents. And everybody's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I still have to take in all this volume, box up all your crap, and now you want to give me half of what you were giving me before? And they're saying, oh, we're, we're doing such more volume now in returns. Just because you're returning more crap doesn't make any difference to us because if we didn't allow you to run these programs, we would still make that money from you. That that, that doesn't equate. Yeah. But they're a mega giant, and they say, oh, well, UPS, if you don't want to do it, we'll have Kohl's do it. And foolishly, this is the thing how business gets you. Kohl's is dumb enough to think, oh, well, when they come into Kohl's, they're going to buy something. Mm-mm. I would be shocked to find out how many people are actually buying things from Kohl's. Because when you go to Kohl's, you get a little paperback and a little coupon that says 25% off or whatever. So it does bring foot traffic because people return a lot of Amazon crap. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, anything I look at in Kohl's, I can go buy on Amazon. Right. And these are people who are already in a system of shopping and having things delivered to them at a cheaper price than what you can normally give them. So it's counterintuitive. Yeah. And again, Amazon, it's great that they're consolidating things and, you know, that's less footmark and traffic on the world and delivery. But at the same time, there's issues and there's problems all over the place. They're too big for their britches. We have so many people returning things that are empty. Showing up empty. And Amazon still wants them to return an empty bag. Okay, so your item isn't in there. Yeah, Amazon just told me to send the bag back empty. Huh? (laughs) What? Okay, so whether or not that person stole it or it got lost, they're still spending money to send back an item just to receive it to say, okay, it's empty. It's really insane how much money is being lost by Amazon. At the same time, how much they can crush small businesses. It's... I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but they you know, they got their own delivery system out there, which we've talked about in the past before. Yep. But this return system, it, as great as it is, it, people have problems with it every day. When it works, it's amazing. When it doesn't, I have people yelling at our faces constantly. And I'm like, I don't work for Amazon. I'm not Amazon. <laughs> and then I hear them on the phone with Amazon, on speakerphone, and Amazon lies to their face. To the point where sometimes I have to get involved, which I don't want to. But I'm like, tell them such and such and such and such. And then they fix it. And I'm like, why do I have to tell the customer what you're supposed to be doing for them? But they lie just to get them off the phone. Amazon is really getting too big for their own good. I don't I don't know if that's going to affect them that much because they're so big. But I see so many problems every day. It's, it's impressive. Yeah. It's impressive how many uh, problems I see every day. Well, 
I, I don't have nearly the insight you do. So just from a consumer perspective, if I order from Amazon and they deliver to my local UPS store and I've got to drive all the way over there instead of just going to my front porch, fuck off. Yeah. Like, no, that's not that's not what I'm paying you for. That's not what I'm paying Amazon Prime for. That's not why I'm ordering from Amazon. If I have to leave my house to get the item, I'll just leave to get the item down at Best Buy where they will price match. Yeah. So see, this is this is the thing how that works too, okay? So there's people that have that exact feeling that you have, and then there's other people that don't want their stuff left on their doorstep or they're on vacation and then they get mad because we only hold it for seven days. They're like, Oh, can't you hold it for 10 days? Like, no, we can't. Or they won't leave it because there's a signature required. And then they send it back because you're not home anytime during the day when Amazon tries to deliver. So they're like, Oh, thank God the UPS store could take my stuff because at least somebody signed for it. I can come pick it up after work. So it, it, a lot of people have that same feeling you do and they come in raging at us. And then there's a few and far between that are so happy that there's an option like that. But they're just offloading all this stuff and still saying, oh, we're doing prime two-day delivery, blah, 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 when really they're trying to find new ways around it. Their new thing to do also is the dropship centers at every Rite Aid, where it's like, oh, you don't want to deliver it to your house? We'll just send it to Rite Aid. <laughs> okay, so I got to go to Rite Aid and talk to some clerk about my stuff, and when it's not there, then I got to get mad at them? Like, come on. Yep. Right, like I said, way too big for their britches, but what are we going to do besides complain? Next story. <sighs> Netflix is reporting to, reportedly looking to crack down on users' sharing of passwords following in the footsteps of Disney Plus's supposed methods of privacy mitigation. Why? Why? Tell them that I'm only sharing. Why? Why? <laughs> Gonna do me that way. Netflix, don't you? <laughs> Don't you do it, Netflix. Don't you do it, okay? I've been stealing. I mean, I've been co-opting a Netflix account for the last eight to nine years. And I don't appreciate you trying to stop our family unit. We're poor people down here, Netflix. We're just trying to survive and enjoy Big Mouth together. Is that what you want, Netflix? Don't you want the views? Huh? It's all about the views, Netflix. I'm here. I rewatch old stuff for you, baby. Just don't do me like this. <laughs> don't do it. I'm so sad. Um, I'm uh, okay. First of all, I don't know how they're going to do this because anytime you try to crack down on the sharing of passwords, what inevitably happens is you end up going somewhere on vacation or flying somewhere, whatever else, when you use your Netflix account and it won't let you until you try to, until you have to, you you have to fight and say, no, it's really me. And then they basically like, you have to call if there's a number to call, you have to email, you have to, it's not going to work for you. So you're just going to say, screw it. Not get, they're not going to watch you take you home. Um, I, 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 it just irritates me. Do you have Hulu? I do not. Well, my daughter does. So we have it okay. installed on one TV in the in the the dining room. So Hulu has a thing where if so you can have up to 3 profiles or 4 profiles. Mm-hmm. You as the one profile can't watch something on two devices at once. Mm. Like if Leah's in the living room and I'm in the bedroom, we're both trying to watch Hulu, it'll say, "Oh, you both can't do that." But my friend who uses my Hulu because I use his Netflix, we're not in the same household. We could both watch Hulu at the same time. Mm. So I don't know what they do with that or how they do it, but they're probably doing it the same way you're saying. They're saying, oh, well, this person's not at home. 
Yeah. So we're going to let them watch it if they're on their phone or whatever device they're out mobile right now. We're not going to stop them. But if you're both sharing the same connection, they know that you're on the same IP and they stop you from watching it on multiple yeah. devices at once. I don't like it. I don't want it. And I won't stand for it. I will find a way to steal by any means necessary. <laughs> I mean, it's getting paid for. I'm not really stealing it. Somebody's yeah. paying for it. My uh, my my mom living in Arizona uses our Netflix account because she used to live with us. So she just basically her her Apple TV just never signed out. So yeah, it's still signed in. Like that's you know that's just how it works. There's um, a lot of cases like that. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't share it with anybody else. But then we have the four plan where you can watch four streams at once, and we couldn't survive just in our house, even with my mom not using it, with just the two stream. Like we have enough people in this house between people watching on their phones and their you know the other rooms of the house. It, there's there's just too many people in on, our household on the Netflix two streams. Yeah, we can't we can't do the Netflix two streams. We have to do the my, four. My Netflix two streams works with like ninety two people right now. Oh no, we constantly get notifications. What? Yeah, I must be in like I must be in like the Matrix loop, bro. Could be. I, I need to shut up right now. I need to shut <laughs> up right. Next story. Next story. I I'm shutting up. Google held an event last week. Announced several new devices: the Pixel Four and the Pixel Four XL, with their new uh, square shaped camera housing. New assistant and recorder apps driven by AI, several new Nest branded items, the Pixel Book Go, Pixel Buds 2, and new information regarding the Stadia Cloud Gaming Service. What of this had you excited? So this came out before we got reports about it, and the the phone not having a, a wide angled lens on it. Mm-hmm. For it having that big square on the back like the iPhone, it befuddled me and the entire world. And they're talking about the telephoto zoom and how good it looks at the stars at night. I'm not an astronomer. I don't really take that many pictures of stars. So, I mean, it almost felt very Apple-ish that you have this camera and you don't have a wide-angle camera on it. So much so that the the, the Pixel 3 had a wide camera on the front for the first time making it group selfie ready, mm-hmm. but you don't put a wide angle on the back. I am befuddled. I don't understand. And all the rest of the stuff besides the buds are trash to me because I'm on that Alexa Samuel Jackson lifestyle now. So, I mean, the the Google Home with the Nest and the Wi-Fi and everything built into it, that's all great. That sounds cool. Not going to buy it. I'm not interested. Uh, the new Google Hub, where you can like wave your hand at it and shake your butt, uh, cool. I, I don't care. The Pixel phone with the sonar, I, you know what? You ain't got wide angle. I don't care. The dictation on the phone was the best thing going mm. that I saw. I mean, but I can't get that on my Pixel 3a. That's not just like machine technology. That's not software. I mean, we can still do that, right? I mean, dictation is dictation, but... I mean, the whole thing, besides those earbuds, the way that they fit in the ears and all the technology around them and how they adapt to your surroundings for you, that was yeah. really cool and sexy. Um, but yeah, man, no wide angle, bro. What say you? <laughs> I The Pixel series of phones has always been the one thing that Google people will say, uh, you know, Android people say, oh, it's the, the, the genuine experience, which is cool, but I'd... Don't, I'm not really a fan of the Android experience to begin with. 
And then just like you, most of the other stuff is either stuff I don't need, stuff I already have a different way of doing, or isn't going to integrate with the current lifestyle that I have, namely the uh, Amazon voice assistant lifestyle. I I just, I don't know. And, I, and I so wanted to love this phone. Have Have you used a a, a Chromebook yet? It's yes, I have. To answer the question, my daughters currently going through college have college issued Chromebooks right now, and they are constantly coming to me with limitations of the hardware and software and not able to do something or not able to do only having one way of doing it instead of having multiple ways of doing it. And I understand their value notebooks, but this Pixelbook Go for $650, I just get a Surface. I, I don't understand where the market is, even for children. Like right now my daughter has, uh, um, they have iPads. But they do everything through Google Docs, all their presentations, their word write-ups, mm-hmm. everything's through Google Docs. But as soon as you have to like go out and do something, like she wanted to make some clip art thing and she's trying to do it inside Google Docs. I'm like, bro, that's not gonna work for you. Like you can't live like that. Right. Um, anytime you had to do any kind of design or anything, it's just not gonna work. And I mean, unless you want to do basic peach color background with block lettering cut out. I mean, that's, it just has limitations and the money that they're charging. I mean, the device looks great. Mm-hmm. It feels great. It's sexy. It's probably worth 700 bucks. But then when you turn it on, it's like, okay, so I can read and write and possibly do arithmetic. What else can I do? Right. Nothing. Right. It should be a five, $400 thing. Matter of fact, they should stop making laptops. <laughs> they should stop making Chromebooks. Just do some kind of partnership where you're just people just you, instead of people putting word on computers, dang, their windows. They're not going to do that. You're beat because so, I mean, you're you're beat. I see what they're trying to do in the market. What I just was about to say makes no sense, but I just <laughs> think that it needs to be gone away and it's bad. So they're screwed, and I don't like it, and nobody likes it. Next story. I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> Google, you screwed up. We're all rooting for you, okay? I have my pom-poms ready. I'm Team Pixel. I was so excited about my Pixel 3 AXL, and now, ugh, embarrassing. And why is the black phone glossy and all the other phones matte? Who are you? <laughs> Who are you in design? Are you all drinking over there? What is going on? Wide angle zoom. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm in a weird mood today. I apologize. Yeah, you are. Uh, I'm just going to just bring up the fact that the Google Chromebook was originally designed as a low-cost alternative to a laptop that you could do mostly anything that you needed to do on for schoolwork uh, as long as it wasn't too advanced. Your basic computing needs would be handled. Is there really a market for a luxury basic item? I don't, no. I don't get it. It's so, so beyond. Because rich, smart kids pay other kids to do their work anyway. So, right. no. If you're in the, if you're in the market for a... a luxury laptop you go with apple anyway and all day so according to facebook ceo mark zuckerberg the platform allows everyone to be heard as their mission is to uphold as wide a definition of freedom of expression as possible but as tech crunches uh 
John Evans, damn, I misspelled that. John Evans details, Facebook isn't free speech. It's algorithmic amplification optimized for outrage. Quote to John Evans. I I love this story. This is exactly why I don't like being on Facebook. This is why I have half the people that I'm friends with muted. Um, I use Facebook to make, to stay in contact with people. That doesn't mean I need to know all the racist political crap that they want to put out there. And I stay away from it for that reason. I love knowing that my friend's mom, who's a lovely person who's maybe dinner on multiple occasions, kisses my face when she sees me, is an unknowing redneck racist. I like knowing that those people who I've hung out with on many, many occasions and never knew their political out uh, uh, background, I love looking at their Facebook and be like, oh, really? Miss Susan's a, a, a Nazi? Miss Susan, what are you? Oh, it's not a Nazi, Owen. It's just, you know, sometimes you just got to look at things differently. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. I enjoy it. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm enjoying this presidency. I'm enjoying all the hoopla. I enjoy people's outrage and how mad they get and how they think something's going to happen. And it's not. I, I live for suffering. It gives me peace and joy inside. So I knew this article would make you happy because there's so much truth in it that free speech isn't so free. Never was, never will be. Try yelling fire in a crowded room. <laughs> See how much free speech you got going on there, buddy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, 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 this is this is a, it's a great little article. It, yeah. it, like I said, right up your alley on, especially the outrage and the hatred and the. Uh, I hate Facebook. I know. I hate them. We know. We know. USB or Universal Serial Bus is my favorite and I'd argue the most important innovation in computers since the advent of magnetic storage. Now in the late stages of its third incarnation, it's nearly ubiquitous amongst methods of connecting any device to a computer. USB-C, the latest version, is used for everything from charging laptops to connecting 5K monitors to charging headphones. Now, as a USB 4 is being developed, will we finally have a single standard for all connections or is it just more hype, Owen? Have you ever slept with a supermodel? I mean, my wife's pretty hot. Yeah, like, but she's not like a not, publicly known super hot like a, supermodel. Like, a, like, like, a, like an article model. Like a, a like a woman who's been in a magazine. No. Okay. I, I have. Okay. Yeah. So let me, t- let me tell you what happens when you sleep with a supermodel. Uh-huh. You do whatever they tell you to do. And you're happy to be there and you're happy to do it. <laughs> Short of killing somebody, which I mean, she was so hot, I might have killed somebody. She asked me, I don't know what I would have done. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. Um, no use in pontificating. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> Apple right now. Hold on to this lightning cable. That ain't they snuck a USB C cable into the laptops. They snuck it into the iPad Pro. But the last holdout in the world, besides charging ports or things that are cheap. Is this iPhone? Everybody else and their mom is on USB-C. And this supermodel is forcing us to still use this crap lightning cable, which they finally gave us a quick charging cable with a quick charging brick. But the whole rest of the world is on USB-C because it's so good. I'm just saying the rest of the world is every other woman outside of a supermodel. And this iPhone is the last supermodel holdout that's just forcing us to not use USB-C. USB-C is amazing. I, uh, my, 
my conspiracy theory on this is as follows. As soon, because an iPad, you can connect USB-C to an iPad and like do stuff with it. Yeah, and I can charge from it now. Right, but you can like you can do stuff with it. You can hook it up to a vast array of things: hard drives, mouse, everything. Right, all the things. I'm not sure, but I think the latest iPad Pro you can connect a monitor to it. Yeah, like you can do all the things. The iPhone doesn't have the internal power or the processing power to do all the same things, and they don't want to have to delineate between the two. Now, you're saying this new iPhone, this new super-duper iPhone, is got the battery power that you know everybody has been asking for. Maybe this next iPhone will finally deliver on the USB-C for charging both directions and for running all the accessories that you can add to it. Apologize to my midnight green iPhone 11 Pro Max. How dare you be so disrespectful? This thing is so fast. It's so smooth. It has the power for USB-C. I mean, if Samsung does and God forbid LG does, then why doesn't Apple do it besides the fact that they just don't want to give up their lightning cables or their sales for it. Because I'll tell you what, I will be upset the first time it happens because I've got a billion lightning cables everywhere. I don't need to buy any more lightning cables. I have, I'm king of lightning cables. So I will be upset having to buy new ones. But their new headphones coming out still have lightning uh, a cable. It's just, come on, Apple, stop it. USB-C is where it's at. And this iPhone could do it. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you. Sorry. Yeah, but next year is supposed to be a slightly different form factor. I think that's that'll be the case. I think that'll, that'll be, be the time. Yep, that'll be the time. Maybe, maybe as we'll talk about here in a little bit, uh, the the new iPhone coming out in the spring. Uh huh. Maybe that'll be the test market for it since it's a slightly smaller market. Maybe. All right. Um, iOS 12 brought with it a feature that I have found exceptionally useful: security code autofill. The feature autofills text message identification authentication codes into websites, apps, and more instead of you needing to switch apps, uh, copy, paste, and insert the code yourself. The idea came about about almost as a happy accident, like a little Bob Ross code. Uh, this is common sensicality. Like, how did this accidentally happen? And no one just thought of this when they were annoyed doing it. Um, I'm excited for it. Happy to have it. But this shouldn't even be like a non-thing. This should just be a thing everywhere. This is one of those things that when it finally occurred, it seemed like such common sense to me. Like, yes, this is how it's supposed to happen. Um, but this article that, that you got in here from 9to5Mac actually goes into a little bit more of the story behind it and how it wasn't originally designed to do what it currently does and how it does so supposedly securely. Which, I mean, text message authentication codes aren't exactly the most secure to begin with. Mm. But if you're going to do it, might as well do it well. And that's kind of the story here. Yeah, we... we <laughs> I, you and I, and we all pass way too much information through text messages <laughs> than we should. <laughs> yeah. I, I, 
I almost like when it's super serious, like I'll use signal or something, but sometimes I also do like a bipartisanship thing where I'm like, all right, send this part, but not that part. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to at least separate the numbers to which go into what. So not all the business is on the airwaves, you know, especially when people use iMessage. Like I'm, I, I know it's going to happen and I don't care what anybody says. Somebody at Apple has just got all this iMessage data. Hmm. They have it. Something's going to get leaked. Something's going to go wrong. And it's going to be a whole to do one day. Well, I don't believe in privacy in the first place, so I'm not affected. I use Signal for other people, not for me. Then why are you using that shirt? Mm -hmm. Take that shirt off. Uh, that's just common decency, dude. Yeah, that's, that's private. You keep it in private. I'm trying to show it. You see what I'm saying? I'm scaring trying to people it. away. That's <laughs> that, that's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, we don't need all that. But you know what you do need? What do we need? You need some four gravity. That's not the right screen. There we go. That's not the right screen either. There we go. I'm on top of it today. Do you want to supercharge your form building powers in WordPress? For Gravity has got you covered. For Gravity offers a suite of Gravity form add-ons that allow you to schedule automatic reports of your form submissions, generate editable PDFs of your customers' data, and set form level permissions that prevent users from accessing settings that they shouldn't be able to. We love For Gravity, and if you make forms, you will too. Supercharge your forms today at foregravity.com. For gravity. All right. It's time for five on five. We take five stories. We give our quick thoughts on each one and move the hell on with the next story. And uh, we're going to start this out with an article from The Verge. You can now subscribe to your favorite streamers on your iOS device, provided you have an iOS device and have updated the Twitch app. The reason it's taken so long for Twitch to offer subs through its iOS app is because Apple takes a 30% cut of any digital subscriptions or media sold through its app apps on its app store. I don't like it. I get it because you have to have it, but I mean, just go through the website, go out of Apple. Man, Apple boy, it, they get their money. They get their money. Now I can say, as a Twitch, uh, as a as a as a person who streams on Twitch for one of my other podcasts, um, I think it's funny that Twitch, you know, Amazon by way of Twitch or Twitch by way of Amazon, however that works would not want to give Apple the 30% cut because Amazon, a.k.a. Twitch, takes 50% of your subscription anyway. So their cut is 50%, and then they're bitching about Apple's 30%. Like, get over yourself. You're already screwing the streamers regardless. Either way, you're screwing the streamers. So that's how that works. But, so, streaming is an expensive business. Like nowadays, Twitch and, and YouTube Live and things like that are carrying it like it's a no nothing thing. But if you had to stream on your own, streaming live to potentially hundreds of thousands of millions is expensive. Mm-hmm. I fully understand why Twitch takes 50%. Apple, on the other hand, they just dish out a download for you and you've got it on your phone. You're done. Minus updates, you get the stuff on your phone. You, hey, they send it to you, it's over. So 30% of that versus just, just spitting out a little download. I, I mean, and Apple just, you know, Twitch, I get it. Twi- streaming is expensive. We know how many streaming websites went down, had to change, got bought up by somebody. So, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I get what they're bitching, but you're right. And they uh, boo Amazon. I hate Amazon. We hate Amazon. I get it. Come on, next. All right, next story is my fault. Okay, let's go. Story on Wired. Throw your driver's license out the window. Better yet, don't get one at all. I'm not even going to read the rest of this. I'm just going to tell you what the internet told me is I'm not supposed to be driving right now. I'm supposed to be sitting in lap luxury, getting chauffeured around by my car, parking itself, driving itself, and picking my kid up from school without me having to be a good father. And why aren't we in that future? Uh, Well... Because I like driving, and driving is actually on the rise, as is noted in this article. I like driving. I, I actually enjoy my drive. I am an old person who will die on this hill, as I said in the beginning of this thing. I fell asleep while driving. I love driving, too. I will die driving, probably asleep at the wheel. But I love driving so much. I always said there's always going to be people who want to drive. Driving is fun. It can be semi-exhilarating. And, yes, there's accidents, and this the number one cause of death. But, I mean, not all of us fall asleep at the wheel like me. Mm. I love driving. Yeah. I'm a huge proponent for uh, public transportation. I would take it if it were available to go really close to me, to close to where I need to be. But other than that, I enjoy driving. I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, CNET reports that Apple may be working on a new lower-cost iPhone SE 2 with some of the same features as the current iPhone 11, such as the A13 Bionic chip. Other rumors have this coming out in the spring. What do you think, Owen? I... I I don't know that people really need this small phone like this. I'm excited to see what the sales are like. Mm. I feel like the the iPhone 11 or the 7 or the 8, like if you hold one of those in your hand, maybe it's because I got big hands. They feel like like Tic Tacs in my hand. So putting that SC in my hand, I, I don't even know. Like it would almost feel like a like a small Reese's peanut butter cup or condom in my hand. Like I, I don't feel like it would do anything for me. So I guess there's got to be a market for it because they're remaking it. Mm. But I don't know. We'll see, I guess. I'm excited to see what the bottom of the iPhone price range can look like with something mm. like this. Because mm. uh, the current offerings, like the one that you're holding in your hand right there, are just too damn expensive. Like, I didn't upgrade to it because I just bought the other one a couple years ago, and it was, uh, it was an investment. I got this phone for $225. I'm sure you did. You know what else this you got? America. You got what? the next story. I do. Oh, I read. I can read. <laughs> I can do this. I believe in me. I believe in dreams and never end. The Verge in a blog post published earlier this week. Image sharing site Imager wrote that it won't display any content from Reddit's NSFW communities on its site. They're worried about it affecting their business model. I don't know what the hell the business model is on Imgur anyway. That's just a place that you go to get Jennifer Lawrence pinup pictures. Come on. Don't don't stop doing what you're good at. Who else uses Imgur for anything else? Because now the flicker's gone. You can't do the flicker for the for the, just just stop just know know where your bread is buttered. That's all I'm gonna say. This is a travesty. You will die the dinosaur death that Tumblr did by removing pornography. There's certain, like, you got to know what you're good at and what you're used for. And guess what? Some people don't like being the doormat in their relationship, okay? Some people don't like being the friend that people only call when they need something. They hate it. But guess what? 
If they didn't answer the phone, then no one would ever call them. Okay? <laughs> Your part in this relationship is to be the doormat and to post these freaky pictures and gifts for me to giggle and laugh upon and pontificate with my friends. Okay? Otherwise, you are the useless loser friend, and I will delete your number, and you will get depressed and take yourself out behind a woodshed after no one comes to see you. Evan, you better get yourself together. Exactly. 9 to 5 Mac. Apple's relationship with China has become trickier than ever. This month is a banned app that was used by protesters in Hong Kong, then allowed it again, only to ban it the next week. Now U.S. lawmakers from both sides of the aisle have sent a letter to Apple CEO Tim Cook criticizing the company of censorship and asking it to put values above market access. Turn off everything you own. Get rid of everything you own. Turn off this podcast. Turn off your computer. Your phone, your headphones, the lights. Turn off everything. Oh, you're not willing to do that? Then don't complain, don't talk about, don't care about China. And anybody who takes issue with not saying anything about China or not ruffling up China. Your phone's made there. Your headphones, my microphone, my camera. Your eyes are probably made in China, okay? <laughs> so unless you're willing to shut everything down. Then I suggest you shut up and stop being upset about other people that don't want to shut up. A la LeBron James, a la Tim Cook. I get China's suffering, okay? There's a billion people out there. I don't know how many people are in government, but I know that they're outnumbered. And I know that if you really wanted to make a change, you would do it. If my black buck could sit here with a white guy all the way across the country and do a little podcast because somebody fought for it, then China, y'all better get yourselves together and get some sticks and rocks and get to getting. Because we ain't having it. Because I'm not turning off nothing. I ain't mad at you. Yep. Good. Um, I I'm I wouldn't say I'm anti-capitalism, but I, I I'm I don't like it as a general subset of uh, of how a country should be run. But what I really hate is when you when people yell at capitalist uh, uh, companies, like all of them, about their capitalist tendencies. Like yeah. that's what capitalism is. You maybe a country gets too big or maybe a, a company gets too big for itself, but you don't yell at it for trying to make a damn profit. No. Like, and, and, and if it was, then they get broken up and they get taken out. We have laws and effects to, to enact against that. And, but in other countries, what are we supposed to do? be mad at the people that are making money and we're buying the things that make them money. If we cared as much as we thought we cared, we stopped supporting the companies and don't expect companies to have political positions. That is really irritating me because companies are not entities with opinions. They're run by people needing to make money, not people that are trying to upstandly upstandingly hold morals amongst the world. Like, and I and I know you have to remember this article or, or this story about how they had to start p um, putting nets in between factory buildings because people were jumping out of the windows and killing themselves. Right, because they couldn't keep up on production or they were working too many hours and all that other stuff. Yeah. Instead of raising wages, reducing hours, they put in nets. Yeah. From building to building under the windows to catch suicide jumpers. I mean, and if that didn't stop you from buying an iPhone, then people getting smoked out 
and gas masks in Hong Kong isn't going to really affect you besides being robble robble and want to act like you're mad because people are jumping out of windows. Yeah. Over products. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's the world we live in. Um, hey, that's the that's that's our show for today. It was a great show. Yeah, a little little longer than our normal show, but that's actually the trend that they these things go in. I was I was I was rambling a lot today, and I apologize. To the I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna edit out all the uh, all, all the nudity that you showed too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's free world. We out here doing it. It's, I mean, bow, bow. It's, it's going to be seamless, so you're not even going to be able to notice that anything was changed. You think it's a Batman logo on my chest? It's a Fat Man logo. Yeah, Fat Man. Yeah. Um, where can people find you out on the internet? Man, I'm on uh, I'm on Twitter at anything. That's Kane. about it. Yep. That's the only I mean, place don't... I care. He's a grumpy bear. Like, I know I sound enraged and I say stuff, but he's just really an old timer. Don't even find him I'm, on the internet. I'm, I'm, uh, Owen isn't nearly as mad as he is loud. I'm not nearly as loud as I am mad. Oh, you know what? I like when he, every once in a while you say something that sounds good. Uh, well, 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 then, then uh, good. I'm good for the next 15 episodes. Where can people find you at? I'm a doctor on everything useful. If I'm not there, you shouldn't be either. I'm sticking to that line because it's a true story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for watching the show. I'm your boy, Jenny Sonic AO Doctor. I'm Anthony Lemos, a.k.a. Amos, because I like to say Anthony Lemos too fast. And we're, we're out. Peace. Uh, that, that's my delay because I forgot to put my finger on the close button.